Welcome to the Inspired Women Podcast. I am your host, women's empowerment coach and motivational speaker, Megan Hall. And on this podcast, I'm going to connect you with inspirational women who will share their real stories. And we're going to chat about topics relevant to women today. I'd love to continue to support you on your life's journey. Please join us in the Inspired Women community on Facebook. Thank you for tuning in today and enjoy the show. Hey guys, today I'm here with Leslie. I actually met Leslie through the interwebs of military spouse dumb. So, and we've met in person at Millspokan, which was hey. so awesome. I was like, yay, in person friend now. Um, so Leslie is a mom, military spouse, founder of Homefront Handmade, and the owner of a cute little coffee shop called Coffee and Cool Stuff, which I love that name. I really do. When you said that, I'm like, that is a really good name. You're not like Starbucks or some kind of ridiculous name. It's coffee and cool stuff because that's exactly what you have. Exactly. So, Leslie, we chatted at Millspokan and you said, I've been listening to the podcast for a while and I've been thinking about applying to be part of the podcast. I'm like, oh, I'm, it's okay. We'll have you on. Let's go. Let's do this thing. So, talk to us a little bit about what it was like to juggle the being a mom and starting a business. Mind you, you're a military spouse and you started a business that's like local to you. Like coffee and cool stuff is like a physical location. I know. Isn't that scary as a military spouse? Um, actually, so that kind of leads me into what I wanted to say to everyone. Uh, juggling all of this is actually where I found you because I didn't juggle it so well to begin with. Um, about this time last year is when I found Megan Hall and the inspired women community because I had just moved into a house alone because my husband was deployed. I had a one-year-old. We were relaunching our website that I had discovered how to build all my, on my own. Um, and I found myself overwhelmed. And as many military spouses do, I had kind of isolated myself um, from the world. And I didn't know this at the time, but after I had listened to you and you encourage us to get help when you need it, I did. I found help and I was in a depression. And that was the first time this has ever happened. I didn't know what was going on. Um, and I found the Inspired Women community. I figured I'm just going to join because maybe somebody can help. And the next day, you did a live Facebook post about depression and mental health and seeking help. And it was kind of like a sign that this is where I needed to be. Um, so thank you. You're doing welcome. <laughs> um, so yeah, I was trying to juggle all the things and I found myself burnt out and actually the community and yourself kind of picked me back up and I was able to open coffee and cool stuff not too long after that. So um, I don't know how I juggle it now because I do. I have a physical location. I have an online business and my one-year-old is a toddler now and she's a handful. <laughs> Um, and the military self thing is, I think what keeps me going. I really try to do things like this, like this podcast that you have going on and talk to the new military spouses, um, so that what happened to me doesn't happen to them because it is so easy to get overwhelmed in this life. So let's, let's talk a little bit about burnout. One, I want to say thank you so much. I'm glad that the videos 
that I do about mental health or helping somebody. Sometimes I'm like, oh my gosh, these people think I'm nuts. Like the other day on my personal page, I, 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 uh, I think it was yesterday, right before this podcast is recording is I put, uh, my counselor said we have a lot of work to do. And I'm like, man, everybody must think I'm like insane. Like that I have some serious issues. (laughs) And that is kind of something that goes with it. So again, like, thank you for putting it out there because I, even like talking to my husband, I was like, oh my God, am I, can I say this? Because there is a little bit of a stigma there. Um, and I just think it's really important, especially as entrepreneurs, moms, people that do juggle all the things. Um, it's easy and it happens and it's not really a big deal. And it's really important to have people in your circle that can get it, that you can talk to and, um, help you out of it. So kind of, here's like my, I don't know, my plug. Don't be afraid to speak out, people. Yeah, no, seriously. <laughs> and you say a little stigma. There's a lot of stigma. Yesterday yeah. I came home and I was talking to my husband about my time with my counselor. I'm like, you just married some like whole dose of crazy, didn't you? And he was just like, no, I love you. I'm like, you're full of shit. Like seriously, <laughs> some ridiculous right. problem. Uh, but you know, you said you don't know how you do it now, but you really have to have your shit together to be able to run a business you know, have a family, whether you have kids or don't have kids, like if you're married, you know, have a family and actually be a human being as well, like a person Yeah. on top of all of that. You have to have your shit together. But I want to hear a little bit more about the burnout because people experience burnout. They, they think it's not a real thing, but this is a real thing. How, what happened? Like how, tell us a little story about like what led up to that burnout. Yeah. So, um, I was in a position where I had spent thousands of dollars on a web developer trying to get my website the way that I wanted it to be. Well, web developer number three, I wasn't getting what I needed. So I finally said, you know what? Screw it. I'm going to figure out how to do this myself because A, I, we don't have any more time and I don't have any more money. We ran out of money. So I spent probably a week behind a computer screen. I ordered three large pizzas because I knew I wasn't going to have time to cook. Um, so my poor child had canned green beans and pizza for a week. Um, so I dealt with her and as soon as she went to bed or as soon as she was napping, I was behind the computer and, and I figured it out, um, which was awesome. At the end of it, I was like, yes, I figured it out. I can be a web developer now. Not really guys. Not really. <laughs> um, but I did that and the lack of sleep, and the lack of leaving my house, the lack of talking to another human being, or another adult, I guess my child is a human being, um, but another adult, I kind of started to fall into that hole and didn't realize it at the time. And then um, I was also in a home that was halfway renovated because for whatever reason, I decided to renovate my house while my husband was gone and all this was going on. Um, so... You know, I really am a firm believer that your environment is reflective of kind of, of how you feel. So I was living in chaos and I didn't sleep and I had a baby and all that stuff. And at the end of it, it was great. But then I was so focused on my website when it was done, I didn't know what to do. And then I realized, shit, I'm in trouble because I actually don't have anything else to do here. Um, it, I couldn't get out of bed. I, the only reason I did was because I had a kid. I don't think that I would have got out of bed if it weren't for her. Um, and then I, yeah, so I realized I was in trouble and I couldn't work. I couldn't, like, I couldn't do, I couldn't function. Mm -hmm. I didn't want to work. I didn't want to do anything. 
And so that's kind of when I started like Googling all these things. Like what's wrong with me? Why can't I get out of bed? This is ridiculous. <laughs> um, so yeah. So then I realized, yeah, I think that I've burnt out. I worked myself to the point of not being able to work anymore. Um, on top of everything else. And it happened. And I have always been the person that a thinks burnout is not real, you know, just kind of been a suck it up buttercup kind of person. You know, even when we get down to depression, like a lot of my family struggles with depression and my entire life until then I've been like, God, you guys come on, just get up. You can do this. This isn't a big deal. And then it happened to me and I was like, okay, my bad. Sorry, everyone else. <laughs> um, so yeah, I just, I had worked myself to nothing and I was of no value to my husband, my kid, my community. And so that's when I was like, yeah, we gotta, we gotta do something about this because this is serious. <laughs> it is serious and it's hard when you have never experienced things. That's why we talk about the variety of subjects we do on the podcast so women can like hear real stories about people who have experienced things that maybe they haven't mm-hmm. or they've experienced it as well. And they're like, I can totally relate. I can relate to what Leslie's saying right now. I need to seek help. You know, that's the real, like, that's my real why behind the podcast is so mm-hmm. women feel connected. And there's that sort of thing. Cause it can be really hard. You're like, Oh yeah, I've, I've never experienced burnout. It's just imaginary thing or depression. Like, come on, you're just sad. Get happy. Let's go. Yeah. yeah not until you're in it that you're like, holy crap, this is real life. Like this actually happens. I can't get out of bed. I can't function. And like you, when mm-hmm. I um, hit my like, I, my legit rock bottom moment where I didn't even want to live anymore, my kids at that point in time were the only thing that was keeping me going. And then I just, I completely like, was like, nope, I'm sorry. I can't keep doing this. Like I just can't. Exactly. And, seeking out a counselor was like life altering. You know, I, I tell people like, I have to, you have to be able to function for me to work with you. Like, right. <laughs> like you know, a counselor is the person that's going to help you function. And then Megan can step exactly. in. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And it is, it is super important to, to a, actually to notice it too. Um, Looking back on it, I can, I now I'm like, all right, things are getting a little crazy. I got to reel it in and get things under control because now I can sense burnout coming. Mm -hmm. Um, And then, you know, take the proper steps to get out of it. And so I don't get back to that because um, for me, that was my rock bottom. I had never experienced that before. And it, it was a big eye opener and uh, as soon as I got myself out of it, I wanted to make a point to let other people know that it is okay. It's totally cool. It's totally normal. Um, and it's all good. I think that a lot of us sit and watch everybody on social media or their Facebook and you see their perfection and it's always like they're on the go when really there's a person behind that, um, that is probably not doing as well as you think they are. And that was kind of me. So I just really want to put me out there. I love it. And I want to scream. Like literally when I see like entrepreneurs is like, I stood up till 2 a.m. during this day. I'm like, you have to sleep, damn it. Cause you're going to burn out. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And, and that's what I was doing. I was doing that whole 24 seven work thing. And I thought this is what entrepreneurs are supposed to do. You know, that's, it's going to be a good story later. 
And it's actually a turned out not to be a good story. Now there, of course there are times when you got to hustle and you got to burn the midnight oil that it does happen and you have to do it to be successful. But when you do it all the damn time, then you burn out and then, then nothing's happening. Yes. Right. Any mm-hmm. successful entrepreneur I know, or any, any person that's successful in life. Cause even somebody who has a career outside the home, it might be the same thing where that they're like pouring themselves into their career and always like they get home and they bring their work with them. I always say there needs to be a clear boundaries between your personal and your professional life. Mm-hmm. So it, it could happen to anybody but anybody who is successful in life, not just like the highlight real successful where we think they're successful and they're really not like truly successful people will tell you they take care of themselves. Like they actually sleep. They actually do the things they need to do, you know, eat properly and not just eat pizza. I love pizza, by the way, there's nothing wrong with it, but not every day. No, not for a week straight. No, you know, they actually get some, you know, activity in there, whatever that might be for them. Like they do all the things that they need to do to help them be able to have that balance personally and professionally and not burnout because burnout is a, is a real thing whether you are a, you know an entrepreneur you're you know a, somebody that's working in career even sometimes it happens to stay at home moms right mm-hmm. because they get burnout on thinking they need to be perfect and do all of the things because they're a stay at home mom and they should be able to do it all and let's be honest nobody can do all of the things no, no. But actually, uh, it's kind of funny that you mentioned how I run a physical location, being a military spouse. I actually opened up coffee and pool stuff to be a place to go outside of my home because I was a stay-at-home mom up until uh, six months ago is when she started going to a babysitter and then daycare um, because I struggled with the whole working from home and taking care of a kid and, and doing the housework. Um, that takes a lot of discipline. And some people are really, really good at it, and it's awesome. I'm not a person that's great at that. I have to have that separation, or it drives me nuts. Um, so I was like, well, you know, Homefront Handmade needed a place to live. I wanted to put all their products into a real store, and there's no coffee shop here in Half um, There's no place for people just to meet. So I, like, lift it all into one place, and now I can go to work, and I can come home, and I can leave it there. And for me, that is – it's – vital to my success because I do have to have that place where I can stop and be home and be with my family because you can't do all the things at one time. No, definitely not. I was a beach body coach for two years. And during that time, um, not all of my kids were in school. Like when I first became a beach body coach, the twins were actually at home and it is, I'm like you, I can't, like, I can't, if my kids have like vacation, I can't, they need to be somewhere. Like if they're here, I'm like distracted. (laughs) Like I'm like losing my head. Like I literally block off times in my calendars when my kids are home and awake that I'm like, nope, nope, no, can't do Mm -hmm. it because I'm too distracted. Somebody's going to hit somebody and somebody's going to have a black eye. (laughs) And this one now just suddenly threw the cat across the room. I don't know. Like (laughs) stuff happens all the time. It's chaos when my kids are home. So I literally have that. Like I put my twins in, um, in a summer camp last summer for like, and it wasn't the whole summer, but it was most of it. So that during that time I could get podcast interviews done, get work done because when they're home, I'm, I'm far too distracted. I get some stuff done, but nowhere, I'm nowhere near as productive as I should be. Right. I I feel you on that front. I totally feel you on that front. And some people rock it. Some people are amazing. They can do so many things. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, you're amazing. I also think that they like their kids more than I like mine. I well, think they do. That is a possibility, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I know. 
you know, you see those moms on, um, on social media that are like, I love being home with my kid. My kid's the most amazing child in the world. I'm like, get out of my face. I know. Like, I have a friend that's like that. <laughs> she, she's awesome. And I'm like, nope, my kid's gotta go. She's gotta go. But then I'm, I'm very excited to pick her up. Um, right? You yeah. kind of have to have that separation to be excited about seeing them. Yeah. That's kind of where I was at. Was that, you know, like, constant you know she's always with me so I'm like well it never changed and it was always chaos and I was like I can't work and you're here and you're breaking things and now I can't work and it's just a cycle and it wasn't working out so now the time that we have together is much higher quality and I think that's for me that's super important it's the same for me. My kids get home from school and I'm like, oh my gosh, I love you. But when they're here, like summertime, I'm like, get away from me. <laughs> I need you gone. Like it just gets overwhelming. And I do. There's nothing wrong with those moms who absolutely love spending every day, a minute of every day with their kids. And I give you full props. I'm just not that mom. I'm right. just not that mom. I'm no, just and I thought I was. I really did. And maybe I was for a little bit for like the first six months. And then I was like, dang, a stay-at-home mom, I mean really is the hardest job in the world and and I don't think people understand that either until you actually do it because you it's 24 7 it's non-stop kind of like how we just talked about burnout that was like you know with business but stay-at-home moms it can happen too um and it happened to me because yeah that stuff is hard y'all good for you stay-at-home moms I give you full props I was a stay-at-home mom for several years and I was going insane Mm -hmm insane I, I just couldn't like I literally was losing my shit because I'm like oh my god I need to get out of this house I need to go do some stuff I'm not I was not built to be a stay-at-home mom I was not um mm-hmm. so let's talk about you shared a little bit about how like now having coffee and cool stuff and your daughter being daycare those have helped you be able to have the balance which of course like we said you you can't do all of the things all at once. I, my, the quote I loved hearing, I think it was from Rosemary Williams at Millspo um, con. Well, it wasn't Millspo con. It was Embark last year. Yeah. She said is you can do all the things you can't do them all at once. Right. Totally true. So tell me what helps you beyond the coffee and cool stuff and your daughter being in daycare helps you be able to do all of the things. Organization. Oh my, and I, and I fight myself on being organized. It is a, a, I actually have to put effort into it. Um, staying organized, even like I have to put things to like 15 minute time slots sometimes when I have a crazy day, being organized for me is key. Um, kind of like I mentioned how my house was a wreck when things are a wreck and your desk is a mess and you can't get things done. So organized and staying Clean, I guess. Clean's probably not the word I want to use. Do you have a better synonym for that? Um, it's for not here. clean. It is, um, what is it my mom said? She tidy? Walked, no, she, yeah, tidy. My mom okay. walked into my house and she's like, it's not that your house isn't clean. It's just, there's a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I live in 1,200 square foot house with five people. That's a lot, yeah. mom. Like, that is a lot, yeah. That is a lot. My husband bought our house before he met me. And the housing market crashed. So up until yep. like two years ago, we owed more than our house is worth. Mm, yep. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> so That's having there. that tidiness more. Tidy. Mm-hmm. But not just in your house, but with your schedule. Yes, with my schedule. Um, and actually, even my um, physical presence for me, being dressed and, you know, 
a little bit of makeup. I don't have to get all done up, but um, putting myself together makes me feel ready for the day and I'm ready to do things because when I, it, it, for me, like as much as I want to stay in my yoga pants and my pajamas and just throw my hair up and not have to do anything, I find that days like that, that I don't do it, do, do myself up, I'm not productive. And just for me, that's, that's a real thing. Um, so yeah, just putting myself together. Um, clearly I drink a lot of coffee because I work at a coffee shop. Um, and coffee, putting myself together and being organized is key. Yes. Uh-huh. I, I, I'm caffeine sensitive. So if I have caffeine afternoon, I'm literally not sleeping tonight. So <laughs> I'm very happy that you guys are going to be getting decaf. Not that I live close enough to visit you often, but you know, if I'm down that way. <laughs> yes, we got decaf. Yeah. we got tea. And pretty soon we're going to have espresso. So I'm excited about mm. that. If you add wine, you are just speaking all of my languages. <gasps> I know. I was kind of thinking maybe in 2018, it might be a coffee and wine That'd be awesome. That would. I would just oh, live there. I'd be like, yeah. what? Coffee, wine, tea. You got all the things I, I could drink in a day. All right. So anybody near Havelock, stay tuned. Yes. And I'm <laughs> going to link up all of your links and everything um, in the show, no- show notes, inspiredwomenpodcast.com. So people, if they are in North Carolina, they can close enough, you know, within driving distance, they can come and visit your cool little shop yes. and check awesome. you out. Thank you. All the things. Yeah. I want to go back to this whole tidying and everything like that and point out to people there's actual science behind this. Like you may not realize this, but when your, your area is a mess, there's mm-hmm. actual science where you're too distracted by all of the things that you can't be fully present with what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's why they say like if your workspace is a hot mess, you should clean it up. It'll probably help you be more productive. Putting on clothes because when you don't, like when you're in yoga pants and t-shirts, as much as I love to wear those things, and I often do, mm-hmm. we are in the mindset of like, this is relaxation time, not mm-hmm. this is get to work and get shit done time. So literally you have to sometimes put on those clothes in order to get things done. Yes. You actually have to leave your house. So you do have to put on clothes and get things done. So. It's important. Yeah, it is. Although, I mean, it would be a little interesting if you didn't, I mean, hey, might get more I might customers. get more customers yeah. into our coffee shop. I love it. Yes. But there's actual science behind all of that. And, and scheduling is huge. I like to say I help, um, you know, female entrepreneurs, small business owners and career driven women find clarity amongst their chaos because Mm -hmm. we all have chaos. Mm -hmm. We all have like insane stuff that happens, especially when you're juggling multiple things. But, you know, having that clarity of like my schedule helps me and getting dressed helps me and tidying up helps me. Those are all good things. So I love the fact that you have found these specific things that have helped you with your burnout to not like completely lose it anymore. I've realized you need to get out of your house and, and do actual things. So what other ways do you build a community like where you're at? Because that might not just be a struggle for our military spouse listeners, but for those people who might move to a different place, or maybe they've outgrown the friends that they have you know, from high school right. and now they need to find new friends. How do you find those friends? Well, that is a tricky one. Um, I find that signing up for uh, like a fitness class is actually a really good way, like yoga or something like that, because everybody's already there and you can just be like, Hey, how's it going? Instead of like being forced to have a full on conversation, like at a networking event. Um, and it's, 
you get something out of it, getting your fitness on there. Um, but yeah, it is, it's kind of, it really depends on what you like to do too. Like I'm not going to go out to the bar at 1130 midnight because those are not where my people are. Uh, I'm asleep by then. Y'all, I got to be asleep at like eight because the shop opens at four. Oh. oh my goodness. So, um, but yeah, I, I don't really know. I, I still kind of struggle with it, but I think that I, I use work to do those things, to find uh, friends. And you're, like you said, there's not a lot of people that, you know, not everybody works or not everybody's in the military community. Um, so stick with the, stick with the fitness program, you guys. <laughs> Cause everyone is there. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't have really, I don't have good advice on that, Megan. No, I think you did give good advice is finding those places where your people are hanging out. Like you yeah, have your people commonality with the people that are at your fitness class because you all like the same thing, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, you have a commonality with the people who come into your coffee shop because they like coffee. Uh, and, and having a variety of people is okay. Like you don't want to have, like if you're a military spouse, you don't want all your friends to be military spouse mm -hmm. people because sometimes you just don't want to talk about the military. Right. You yeah. just don't want to. And you don't want all your friends to be mom friends because you have kids because sometimes you just don't want to talk about your kids. Yes, exactly. Sometimes when I go out with people who have kids and all they do is talk about their kids, I'm like, can we just talk about what it's like to be women for a minute? Like, right. I love my kids, but like sometimes they want to forget that I'm a mom. <laughs> yeah. Well, and actually like sometimes when I do kind of get wrapped in those conversations, like mid-sentence, I'm like, uh-uh, nope, we're not talking about them anymore. We don't have them here. They are not here. We have like half an hour to not be with them. What else can we talk about? Mm -hmm. What else are you interested in? Did you watch the most recent episode of Game of Thrones? Are you, <laughs> are you up on that stuff? Because right. we could totally talk about that. Or are you just starting on season two because I don't want to blow anything for you? <laughs> right, right. Got to get those, got to get the details worked out first. Yeah, that's right. Like people will be like, I love Game of Thrones. I'm like, oh my gosh, really? And then I have to remember, not everybody's all the way up on all the episodes. Mm -hmm. So I have to slow my roll. That's a good conversation starter, though, for when you're out trying to find friends. Go your go-to shows. Yes, right. Love to talk about them. Or are you excited that Will and Grace came back? Because I totally. Oh my am. gosh, I so am. <laughs> yes, I was watching. I made my I made my husband watch it. Are you all up on the episodes? I don't think all up. I think I'm one behind. Okay, yeah. it's a it's a it's a heavy one. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> prepare myself prepare yourself <laughs> uh, it doesn't come back on to like december 1st or something like that so yeah i was the first one though i laughed a little too hard i'm not gonna ruin it for anybody who may not have watched it but if you haven't watched the first new episode of will and grace you're gonna laugh really hard or be really mm -hmm. offended either way yeah i think that they <laughs> equally offend yeah i think so, so too mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I so like it when people tell that line, but like you said, it's really easy to start those conversations. And if somebody says, no, go to a new show or a new book or a new thing you're into, you're going to find some commonality someplace. Like it's, it's rare. You're going to find somebody that's like, nope, none of the things I'm not interested in any of it. Not right. And then really, are they your people? Because you know, there's no commonality it might be a little scary, but like knowing those, those kind of things, like you said, networking events scare the piss out of me. They really do. People don't believe me because they're like, Oh, you're just so great at it. I'm like, no, really? Yeah, I don't know are. what to say. I get really nervous. And I'm like, Oh, but people are going to think I'm a complete idiot right here. Like talking 
but you know, That's you just got to get feel that all, all things like, like, like podcast interviews, for example, <laughs> <laughs> but it's all good. Well, the first time I was, I, I was interviewed for a podcast before I started my own podcast. Man, was I nervous. I had no idea what I was saying. I literally was like, these people are going to think I'm completely stupid. And now if you listen to it, I don't even do what I did when I, like I was a beach body coach when I did that interview. So now I'm like, I don't even do those things anymore. Right. So it's all good. I love this. I love how real that you're being about the things that are going on in your life right now and the different struggles. So let's, let's talk a little bit to our military spouse community for a second. And, and don't, don't tune out if you're not a military spouse. You're going to want to hear this anyways. I was in the middle of a deployment last year too, trying to do all of the things like be a mom and be an entrepreneur and not lose my crap every day. Right. And not let your house burn down and... Right. You have to feed children and keep them alive, most importantly. And feed so, feed them. Feed them. <laughs> and not become an alcoholic. Right. Also also important. Also very important. I was very close, but you know, I'm glad I didn't go to there. So what right now, what would be some of the tips that you could share with our with the audience about if they're going through a deployment or a pending deployment? Or maybe their their husband travels for work, is gonna be gone for a little while. You know, hard is hard. If you're never, if your spouse is always there and then they leave for a week for a, a trip, mm-hmm. that's going to be hard. Right. <clears throat> um, reach out to the people that are close to you, even if it's just like your mom and be like, you know, just prepare the people around you that things are going to change and you may reach out to them later or ask them to reach out to you. Because like my thing, I don't really call anybody and say, Hey, like things are kind of tough. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of lesson learned after my ordeal last year, I told my mom, like, hey, when things come up, I'm going to need you to call me because I'm not going to put myself out there to call you. Um, <clears throat> and try to get out of the house. That is, like, the most important thing because it's so easy to sit there and be like, my house is gone. This really sucks. I don't know what to do with myself. I mean, even if it's as simple as just going for a walk. Get out of the house. Um, talk to who you can. And do activities that are not on a computer, a TV, social media, any of that stuff. Like take a cooking class or, I don't know, go do yoga or something. Something that's different and then it keeps your mind off of it. Yes. Isolation is not healthy. It's not. No, it's not, but it's so easy to do. Yeah. So easy to do. It it really is. I have to make an effort, right? I really Mm -hmm. do. Especially like last year when my husband was deployed like this time of the year right here last year I was just like I really wanted to hole up in my house and not leave like can I just not leave because something else is gonna break if I leave the house (laughs) right I know everything is falling apart right here I don't know what I'm doing right now it's really scary but it also like I, I said hard is hard I hate it when I hear the pissing match of like well your husband only travels for work he doesn't actually get deployed and I'm yeah. just like come on guys like, let's just support each same. other yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. where my spouse has a nine-month deployment yours is only six and I'm just like seriously right now this is a little bit ridiculous how about we just say it's all hard and go with that and whether it is your spouse is going to be gone for a week which will be hard especially if it's your first time with them being gone for a week I remember the first time after my husband and I got married and he went out to sea it was only like two weeks 
I say only because <laughs> I've done a deployment now. So mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, I'll right. take that any day. But at the time I'm like, oh my gosh, what am I going to do? Because you have to do all of the things. You have to wear yeah. all the hats. You have to take care of the house. You have to take care of kids. If you have kids, you have to make sure all that the stuff is in working order, make sure the bank account's doing well. Like, and then of course, probably have to worry about them, especially if they're deployed. It can mm -hmm. be scary at that time. Yeah. Yeah. And that can consume you too. Like mm -hmm. the unknown, if they're, you know, even if they're just traveling or, and they can't contact you, you know, for a week or so it's the unknown can sit there and tell you all kinds of things in your head. And that's the worst, which is kind of why I say, you know, get out of the house and do something that takes your mind off of that. Mm -hmm. um, and learning a new skill or doing something new is kind of, I think the best thing because a, your brain is, you know, constantly thinking of that and it actually has to work at figuring that out. And that's more time that it takes away from thinking of the worst case scenario. Mm -hmm. um, and then you have something to show off to yourself when they get home. Look what I do. <laughs> I'm capable of doing amazing things. Are you gone? Literally the pot, the, the idea and premise and like the, the, footwork of the podcast last year was happening at this point in time. Like we were recording episodes to air when January hit. And so when my sus came back last year, I was like, look, I'm doing a podcast. Isn't it amazing? Like, that's awesome. What did I'm, he say? What's he like? Yes, this is amazing. He knew it was coming. It was, okay. it's been my dream for like two years. He knew awesome. like, Usually the things I say that I want to do, I do them, not always thinking about what I should do before I do them. Yeah. Um, yep. That can be a problem. I think yeah. that that is an entrepreneur problem in general is yeah. you get really excited about things and then you're like, well, let's just do it. And then you do it and you're like, well, probably should have done a few things before this. So, and then you got to backtrack and figure it all out again, but it is also exciting. So tell us a little bit about what it was like to open an in actual physical location oh because gosh. you had home front handmade which was online mm -hmm. uh, which is a lot easier to handle because you don't have all these extra things that you have to deal with yes. so tell us a little bit about what it was like opening a physical location because maybe somebody's listening and they're like i've always wanted to open a store or a shop or you know a coffee a place where i live because there is no anything not where i live because mm -hmm. i live near virginia beach so there's shit everywhere yeah um, but, but maybe <laughs> maybe they live in a small town like where i'm from is a very small town and they don't have that so tell us a little bit about what it's like to have a physical location so um a brick and mortar is is awesome. Um, but I was terrified signing that lease. Um, of course they tried to talk me into, you know, three years, five years. And I said, no, I can't, I can never, as a military spouse, I can never do anything more than 12 months at a time. That will never yeah. happen. Um, so signing a lease is scary because you, you don't know what's going to happen and you all of a sudden have actual bills to pay because online, you know, there's minimal overhead there. And then all of a sudden you get rent and electricity and all the things that come with it and it is uh it's nerve-wracking um but at the same time it's totally worth it i am in a position where i can be there for my community um, we provide a place for the high school kids to come sit and drink coffee and they play music on friday nights and you know it, it's really a more for my community than it was myself um but yeah, a brick and mortar is kind of a, it's a big step, 
And if you feel that you're in the position to do it, I totally say go for it. Just do the, do the one-year lease. Don't sign a three-year lease, even though it'll be cheaper. Um, do it and see what happens because usually it's going gonna, it's gonna to go great. And sometimes you may have to move your location. The first location might not work. Um, but yeah, it, it's really cool having your own store. Like you get to unlock the door every time you go to work and you can move things around all the time. It's, it's cool. I really, I really like it. And I'm just really glad that I have a place, um, for all of the unique products that we carry. They can like live in real life and not just online. Which is nicer. Sometimes you want to touch the things and check them out and see. Yeah. And I, yeah, that's another reason I started the brick and mortar is online shopping is great. Like I am all about Amazon Prime, but there are times where I just really want to see something. Um, I want the connection between the store, the store owner, the story behind it and the product. Um, and I'll, you know, I don't know you got to pay a little extra for that, but um, I like, I really like a story behind something um rather than just show up in that beautiful brown box so you like the story behind something so tell us a little bit more about the story of why you opened this coffee shop like what was the like what was the brainchild behind that because to me i'm like that's a little scary to me yeah it's kind of it's kind of like that that leap situation that we just referred to not too long ago um I it was just kind of floating in the air. Like, that's a really cool to do something like that. And that's kind of it for a while. Um, but then I started getting signs from the universe, basically. The coffee shop in town um, shut down. Because there was one a little while, like two years ago, and it closed. And I found that a lot of people were looking for a place to, to meet like, you know, when you see clients or whatever, mm. or just, you know, moms trying to get out, um, they needed a place to go and it just it wasn't happening. And I just kept hearing and seeing in like the spouse Facebook pages and whatnot. I really wish that the coffee shop was still here. I really wish that we could do something. And I don't know if it was just in my head. And so I was like seeking these things out or if they were really happening more often than I had noticed before. Um... So I was like, you know what, I'm just going to call the number that's on the window and see how much this place is. And it just, I don't know, it just all fell into place really well. And so I was like, you know what, I think the world is telling me I need to do this. Um, so I did it. And yeah, it was, it was kind of scary, but it was awesome. And there really wasn't a whole lot of uh, extra thought to it, I guess. I don't know, I've just taken all the signs and going with it. After like the sixth thing... I was like, you know what? I'll just do it. I'll just do it world. So one of the intuitive business coaches I work with, Amber Annette, she says, follow the breadcrumbs. Like, cause yeah. the universe like gives you little breadcrumbs that you need to follow. And i totally believe in signs from the universe. Like I get them <laughs> often and I'm like, thank you. That's exactly mm -hmm. what I needed. But like following, I even wrote a blog post and I'll link it up in the show notes about following the breadcrumbs, like those little things that, you know, lead you to the place. You never know unless you don't follow them. Mm -hmm. My husband always says, if you don't ask, the answers always know. So right. what's the, you know, like you said, you called the number to see if it was even a possibility. Mm -hmm. If not, you'd probably be sitting here right now, like at, at home thinking like, man, what would have happened had I just done that? Like, yeah. 
just tried that thing. The worst thing that could happen is you, you know, you figure out like, Oh, this is not really working out. So, you know, after that year lease, they're like, I'm I'm not going to keep this going. The Mm -hmm. best thing is, is it takes off, right? People are coming, you're doing well, people are meeting up and then you're like, Oh, well, I could keep this going. Like, this is amazing. People are loving this idea. Right. Yeah, I did. There were breadcrumbs. There was a lot of them. Um, like they had just put this giant office in that shopping center that has over 300 people in it. And I was like, those are, that's 300 people that need to drink coffee all day. So as soon as they were in there and established, that was kind of the nail on the head of we're going to do this. So, so I did it and it's awesome. Yay! I'm so excited for you. I love all your little posts. Like you're super fun with your post. Like if you, even if you don't live in in North Carolina near this coffee shop, you just need to follow coffee and cool things because the posts that they post are hilarious. Like the things you write on your sign. Like, <laughs> oh my gosh, my chalkboard outside is what I live for right now. It's so fun. And, um, and that's another great thing about having a brick and mortar, but having your own business is like, I can do whatever I want. And I try to attract my people. Like yeah. everybody drinks, I mean, not everybody drinks coffee, but lots of people drink coffee. But like you kind of said, like, I'm not Starbucks. Starbucks is not necessarily my crowd. Yeah. Um, and I just, I want to attract the customers and just the people in general in, in our community that are my people. And those, the things you put on your sign will attract your people because they're so fun. Like, I'm like, oh, that's so hilarious. I want to go have coffee there. I just actually bought pumpkin spice Baileys to put in my coffee. Not every morning, but like on the holidays and the weekends, you know, when it's okay to drink some Baileys in your coffee at, you know, like nine o'clock in the morning. (laughs) Yes. We um, actually have Baileys marshmallows that are made from scratch and they melt like perfectly into your coffee. It's beautiful. Oh my gosh. I don't know. So we are running low on time for the podcast. If, if it goes by real quick, those 45 minutes are like, what? Really? Yes. Already? So if you could leave my audience, the inspired women community, all the inspired women listening right now with one thing, what would you want them to know? Um, follow your heart. If you've got an idea that you're sitting on and you're really not sure and you're kind of scared and you don't even know if it's going to work. And it, you kind of are telling yourself, God, this is a stupid idea anyway. Um, it's not a stupid idea and you just need to go for it because if you don't go for it, you're never going to know what happened. And I think that regret is one of the worst things that we can experience and go for it because you can do it. I love that. Yeah. It's so true because a lot of times people don't pursue because the things that they want to because the fear takes over. And a lot of times the worst thing that could happen is really not that bad. Like the worst thing that could happen is you end up exactly where you are right now. Right. Like that's not too bad. Like you're just going back to start. The best thing that could happen way outweighs the worst thing that could happen. Like mm-hmm. you're, not, you're generally not going to go bankrupt. Right. I mean, right. you should not invest a million, your only million dollars in, you know, one stock. Right, probably not a right. good idea. That might not be the one, but that's probably not following your heart. That's following money. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> or somebody telling you that that's a good idea. Yeah. But instead, like if you follow those breadcrumbs, you follow those ideas and you allow them to come to fruition, you, you're probably going to see some pretty amazing things. And it yeah. might not exactly be the amazing things that you thought would come of them. Mm-hmm. Because trust me, when I started this podcast, it was a lot different than like it is now when we're talking like yes. it has morphed into this 
amazing thing that I didn't even know would happen. You know, I, I thought it would be way different than it is, but it's amazing. And I love it. Mm -hmm. And I follow that, you know, and people enjoy it like you, Leslie, where they actually get some value out of the podcast, Mm -hmm. you know, and then I've had people, it's like, it's not my thing. I'm like, Oh, that's fine. You're not my people. (laughs) Yes. You have to find your people and stick with them. So your people, Thank you, Leslie, so much for coming on the podcast today. I've absolutely enjoyed us laughing and talking, and these are my favorite kind of interviews. Yes, this was awesome. Thank you, Megan. Thank you so much for tuning into this week's episode of the Inspire Women podcast. Don't forget to subscribe, share this out with your friends and family, and join us in the Inspire Women community on Facebook. I'll catch you next week.